You are listening to Church Unlimited Students, a ministry of Church Unlimited. If God is speaking to you through this podcast, we encourage you to share this resource with your friends. And make sure to connect with us on social media by following at Students. Thank you for listening to Church Unlimited Students. Boy, this room is packed. And I know that everybody's giving me a round of applause, but... I think there's somebody who's bigger in the building, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, the Alpha, the Omega. The Bible says he's the beginning and he's the and he's the end. And I want you to stand up on your feet right now because this, this place is uh, filled already with the anointing and with the Spirit of God. And I think we need to make some noise in this place for Jesus I want you to lift up your hands and give Jesus the biggest shout of praise today because, God, we worship you, we magnify you, God, and we lift you up for you're worthy of all praise and you're worthy of all glory and you're worthy of all honor, God. And if it had not been for you on our side, God, we would have been killed. We would have been left behind, God. We would have been thrown and casted out, God. Our parents could have been gone, God. Our family could have been gone. There could have been bus accidents, God, before we even got here to Camp Zephyr. There could have been anything that could have happened to us, Father God, prior to getting here, God, but you sent your angels to be encamped around us, to love us, to protect us, to give us the strength that we need. And Father, today we thank you. We praise you, God. We lift you up, God. We make your name big in this place today. We make noise for you today, God, for we worship you, God. You are King of kings and you're Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. And we'll forever praise you, God. You be over this service today. We look to you, God. I decrease, Father God, and you increase. And you do what only you can today. And we'll forever give your name the praise. We'll forever give your name the glory. And we'll forever give your name the honor. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. amen. Give somebody a high five around you and say, you look good. You look good. You look good. You look good. Look at him. Say, even though you sweaty, look at him. Say, even though you sweaty, even though you musty and your underarms, <laughs> you still look at somebody, look somebody next to you and say, you smell good. You smell. No. And, then, and then look at the other person say, say, oh, I'm sorry. I can't lie in church. You stink. You stink. <laughs> so honored. So thankful to be here today. It's an honor and it's a privilege anytime I can be here on the platform to be able to minister the word of God. But um, outside of that, um, I'm really confident. I'm thankful for uh, a specific person who was able to literally leave uh, across the country and come here and open up their schedule not only open up their schedule, open up their house to help develop a lot of the leaders who are inside of this building today, all of our camp counselors who are here today. Not only did they open up their house, but they were made the decision to open up their heart as well to help see students come into the knowledge and the power of who Jesus Christ was. And had they not done that, then there wouldn't be as many students as we have here at camp today. And I'm so thankful for this individual. This person is... This person is that I want to tell you about is our student pastor, Pastor Nate Dooley. So thankful 
for him and what he's done to turn literally famed students around to bring a new fresh anointing at CU students. And there's a lot of people who I can thank today, all of the CU student staff, all of the, the staff that came from the worship team from broadcast campus. But there's a specific group of people who I also want to think I want to thank today. And I want every camp counselor to stand up here in this building right now. And I think we should give honor. I think we should give honor. Oh, you could do better than that. I think we should give honor. Where honor is due, we're so appreciative of all of our camp counselors because they took off their vacation and their time and poured in energy so that you can come closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're so thankful and privileged for them. Well, yesterday, my boy D. Queasy, you know, DQ, <laughs> he's awesome, mighty man of God. DQ came and brought the fire. And um, prior to him, I heard Pastor Casey has just been killing it here for student camp every night. He's been doing a phenomenal job. And we're so thankful for him and him coming here and being here for uh, Camp 2017. But DQ started off and he talked about the importance of WALKS. And WALKS is this acronym that we have. And pretty much he covered the WA of WALKS. And today I get the privilege to talk about the L. He talked about the importance of reading the Word of God. And he also talked about attending weekly. And I like to pick up with the word L. Everybody say L. L. Say it louder. Say L. L. Okay, put that L up in the air and wave it like you just don't care. Yeah, all right. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the L in walks. And the L, only thing that means is to live right, okay? To live right. And live right sounds good. Live right sounds okay. But to live right also comes with a demand and a pressure, right? And I want to share with you today, live right. But if you don't take anything out of the message that we share today, listen, please. If you don't hear anything that Zach says, you know, if you don't hear anything that comes out of my mouth, when it comes to live right, before you can ever take a step to live right, you have to know that you have the power to do three things. Get back up. Get back up. Say that with me. Get One more time. Look at your neighbor and say it. If you don't take anything that we say today, those are the three words that I really want you to have resonate inside of your heart. Those are three things that I really want to resonate inside of your spirit because I feel like God has sent me on an assignment today. I had no initial plans of being here. Pastor Nate didn't even intend on me really being here for this camp. It just happened that God orchestrated my steps to be here today. And I don't think I'm here by accident, but I think I'm here by God's divine appointment because he has sent me on an assignment to tell you three words, two. And the message that I have for you is not for student camp here while you're at camp. The message I have for you is when you leave camp. Not while you're here, but when you go back there. Not while you have all of the butterflies and bumblebees and oh, and you're feeling so high on Jesus and oh, I've been having my devotional and kumbaya, oh, Jesus is so good, okay? 
and everything is going great inside of your life with your relationship with Jesus Christ because anybody can live for Jesus at camp. Yeah, anybody can live for Jesus at camp. But what do you have going on your social media when you leave camp? Anybody can put on their Facebook or their Instagram page or on their Twitter feed, I'm in the presence of God. But then the next day, you're a female and you have all your business hanging out. Anybody can say, oh, I'm going to go good right now. But the truth is, when you leave this place right here at camp and you go back home, the truth is you're going to have to face some temptation. You're going to have to face some challenges. You're going to have to face some hell that you're going to go through. And the truth is, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're not going to be standing always. There's going to be times where you get ready to fall. And the question is, did you receive, did you get something inside of your heart to know that in the moment that you fall, that the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, can literally help you get back up. I didn't come to play games today. I came to bring a word to encourage you, to let you know that even in the midst of your challenging situation, that God is going to be there for you. Because you are going to fall. You are going to make a mistake. The Bible says that every person has fall, fallen short of the honor and the glory of God. And the Bible says, I'm going to use another example. It says a godly person falls seven times. But it's not in their falling it's the fact that they make a decision, even in the midst when they fall, that they get back up again. And I want to share a specific word for you today because when you hear the word live right, that comes with a demand and a pressure to do something. And we're talking about walks, live right. And I can say go live right, but then you'll, you're, the first thing you're going to say is, what happens when I make a mistake? What happens when I fall, Pastor Zach? What do I do and where do I go from there? I can say the word first day of school, and some of you will go like this. Oh, oh, heck no. Oh, no, I'm running out of here right now. Oh, Jesus. No, let me get away from you, Pastor Zach. That's not the truth. That's the devil in Jesus' name. First day of school, we just got out of summer. I bind that in Jesus' name. You devil, bye. No. That's the first thing that you may say when I say first day of school. But after three months of summer and you've missed your friends and you're ready to go back to first day of school, first day of school sounds like, oh, yes, Jesus, I'm ready, to be, I'm ready to get back to the first day of school. And if you're a girl, you're going like this. Oh, the first day of school? I'm going to get my Vera Bradley backpack. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to get my Vera Bradley lunch box, you know, my little lunch pail so I can match. And I'm going to look so cute, you know what I mean? I'm going to walk. I'm going to be too hot to trot, you know? Like, there's not going to be anybody who's going to be close to me. You know, that, 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 that's a female. Or if you're another female, you know, you're, a little, bit, you're a, little bit, a little bit more like high school. You know, you may be a little bit more on fire. You're going to be like, first day of school, I'm not going in my uniform. I'm getting me a romper. And I'm going out there, and they're going to have to send me home because, you see, I'm too hot. And if you're a fella and you're out there, one thing that you may do is you hear first day of school. First thing that you may do is say, okay, I'm going to show up. In my new LeBron's. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I think he's already about to be 0 and 3. So, um, so you may say, oh, my new KDs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or my new Steph Curry's, you know, I got my boy right here in the front. 
hear that word first day of school, it can be challenging. When you hear that first day of school, it can be challenging when you find the pressure of what you have to do. And hearing the word live right also comes with the pressure. But I'm here to tell you that in Ephesians 3.20, you were never meant to live right on your own. Ephesians 3.20 says that we serve a God who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or even think, according to the power that works inside of us. So we have the ability to still get back We still have the ability to get back up again. Amen? I want to share this, this story with you. Um, I enjoy getting out and being in the outdoors, kind of like we have camp even today. And I've been so blessed and so honored to take up a new hobby that I used to have when I was like 16 years old. I like to go like out on the bayfront. And DQ does this a little bit too as well. Um, I enjoy getting on my skateboard, you know what I'm saying? My long board and I'll go rolling. But I have a little penny board, right? I got this little penny board. And it's legit, you know, it's a clear penny board. It's, it's, it's a record. I, I mean, I love this board. Check this penny board out. On the side of the wheels, Jackson, this penny board, bro, the lights literally line up. Uh, they light up on, on the wheels. Yeah, the lights light up, literally. So I'm, 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 on, I'm on the bayfront. And these wheels, they have the lights literally lighting up, lighting up on them. And I'm going down, and I'm going super fast. I'm like... I'm going, man, and it's like, man, man, you don't, you don't see too many black people skateboarding, you know what I mean? So I, I'm on this skateboard, and I'm going up and down the bayfront, and I, I'm going super fast. I'm going good, and I'm like, man, I'm really feeling good. I have all these little kids like, Mom, look at this skinny black guy. He's like on the, and I, I'm going, you know what I mean? I'm on this skateboard, and I'm rolling, and you got to understand this is not a long board, so li- literally I'm going like this, but I was really like this because it was a penny board, right? And I'm going as fast as I can on this skateboard. The lights are lighting up, and it's dark, and I'm feeling good, but I get ready to come up to an intersection. Oh, Jesus. I get ready to come up to this intersection, and as I get ready to come to this intersection, I start to think I'm already going too fast. I have to pray that there's no cars coming, but I'm like, in order for me to clear this intersection right now, I'm literally going to have to pick up speeds because the, the pavement changes from where you are on the bayfront to where the intersection is, the crosswalk. So I start going super fast. I go fast. I'm going even faster. Woo, woo, woo. And I get ready to get up to the intersection. And when I get up to the intersection, I'm right up there at the front of it, and I come to the front, and literally the front of my board gets stuck between both parts of the pavement from the crosswalk and literally on the bayfront. So when it gets stuck, the board stops. But I still go. So literally, I'm in the air. I'm flying in the air. It's not Batman. It's black man. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I'm literally flying inside of the air. And then I go at least about 10, 15 feet, and then boom, I hit the ground. And how many people have been here before where you literally fallen and you hit yourself really hard before? How many people have been there, but you get up like nothing really happened? Where you get up like, like, you get up like it didn't hurt, you know what I mean? Like you, you literally... Boom, and you hit, oh, and you get up like, oh, oh. 
How many people have been here before? You've been there like, 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 like nothing's taking place, right? That's exactly how it was, except this woman came by. And this is the latter part of the story. This woman came by, and I fell, and I didn't get up as quickly as I showed right there. I kind of laid there a little bit, but still smiling, you know. And she came up, and she said, sir, sir. She's like, sir. She's like, sir, 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 are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I said, I'm good, like that. She goes, oh, okay. She goes, we literally thought how you flew in the air like you broke something. We thought that you were extremely hurt, but it's good to see that you're okay. But this is the key thing. This is the key thing. She said something that even stuck with me that I'm even using in my message today. She said these words. These were her exact words. She said, hey, I just want to share something with you. I was like, yes, ma'am. She said, you came through us super fast on your board. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) you know. She said, but I just want to tell you something. You really look like you knew what you were doing before you fell. (laughs) I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment or an insult. So literally, my smile went from here to these kind of lists. But when she said those words, it really stuck with me because sometimes we really look like we know what we're doing before we fall. Sometimes we really think we have it all going on until we get to a place where we fall. And there's a gentleman inside of the Bible by the name of Peter who really thought he had everything together before he fell. And if you look inside of the Word of God in in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 31, and I really need you to pan in here. You're, here. you're here for the stories, but I need you to hear this story because this is the word of God. Listen to these words. Luke 22, verse 31 through 34, is it 34? It says these words. It says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. In other words, Simon, Simon, Satan wants to take you out. Students, students, Satan wants to take you out. Students, students, Satan wants to take you out. Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift each of you like we, but I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented, when you have asked for forgiveness and you turn to me again, strengthen your brothers. So he's already predicting you are going to fall. You are going to fall. But when you fall and you ask for me for for forgiveness, do three things, Peter. Get back So turn back and and strengthen your brothers. And Peter said these words. So Peter's already, Jesus is already predicting what's going to take place. But these are Peter's words. He trumps Jesus. Nah, Jesus, you tripping. That's what what it says up there. Y'all see that? Nah, Jesus, you tripping. You see that? Well, well, that's my version. That's the Negro international version, the NIV. Okay. It says, it says, Peter, Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you. I'm ready to die with you. But Jesus tells Peter, no, Peter, you're tripping. He said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster even crows, tomorrow morning, you will deny me. How many times? 
three times that you even know me. Let me give you a small explanation of what's taking place here. Peter himself literally was Jesus' BFF while he was, Jesus was on his three-year ministry. How many people have a best friend in here, like a BFF forever? Like, how many people's best friend is here with them today? Let me see your shirt. Let me show you your hands. Okay. Okay, I see your hands right now. That's literally, okay, lock in, lock in. That's literally how Peter was to Jesus. Peter and Jesus was like this. This was Jesus' ace. This was Jesus' homeboy. This was Jesus' best friend. He was his ride or die. Everywhere Jesus was at, Peter would go. There would be miracles that would take place that Jesus would tell all of the rest of the disciples to stay out, and he would only take three people with him, Peter, James, and John, to see some of Jesus' greatest miracles. Him and Jesus were like this. But the closer Jesus got to the the cross, the closer Jesus, Jesus started to have to do what he was going to do to save all of humanity. The further steps Peter began to take back from Jesus. Jesus is literally standing in the Pharisees. Check this out. The Pharisees and the Roman soldiers come in and they arrest Jesus and they take him. Peter at that time was going to cut off one of the high priest's ears. And he cut it off. Jesus had to heal his ear. He's like, Peter, man, trip. Hey, quick, quick, quick. Chill out, chill out, chill out. You have one of those friends that just, they, they like throw it in their head, man. You, you know, you, you have to hold them back. That's how Peter was. He said, hold on, hold on, chill. I have to go do this. And Peter, Peter was with them all the way, the whole step of the way. But then once he saw Jesus literally having to go to be crucified, look, check this out. People come up to him and they say, hey, Peter. And Peter says these words, man, I don't even know who that cat is. And then another person comes up to him and says, no, 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 you talk just like him. Hey, don't you know that guy, Jesus, you were walking with him for three years when he did some of his greatest miracles. I remember he only took you in. Where, where's, where's your BFF? And he says, man, I don't even know that dude. And then third, the final time, a girl comes up to him, and she says, surely you know him because you were with him, and y'all both have the even exact same language. And the Bible says that he even cursed and says, I don't even know who this Jesus is. Students, listen to me right now. Make sure you fall more in love with God than you do with your friends. Make sure you fall more in love with God than you do with your friends. You say, Pastor Zach, what do you mean? Because you know what? Jesus, he loved Peter, but he had more faith in Jesus Christ, his son, the son of God. He had more faith in God, his king of kings and his Lord of lords. So when Peter fell, Jesus' eyes were still fixed on the cross on where he had to go. So I want to encourage you today. Your friends that are sitting even right next to you, you love them. But you say, hey, look, I love you, but I have more faith in Jesus Christ. So in the event that you fall, I still have my eyes fixed on the cross. I'm still trying to make it to heaven. I'm still trying to righteously live for Jesus Christ. Start looking at your friends a little bit different. Oh, girl, I don't know if I need to chill with you. I 
I'm not trying to distance you from your friends. I'm just saying the Bible says if the blind be leader of the blind, Miss Carolina, that they'll both fall in the ditch. So if y'all are both following each other and nobody's eyes fixed on Jesus, the great thing about Jesus was when Peter fell, Jesus was still capable of looking at the cross. And when Jesus came back down from the cross, he was able to go to Peter and get back up. He was able to pick Peter back up and say, Peter, I'm here with you. You've fallen, but my eyes was fixed on God. Now I can help you get And I want to know how many people in here will have their eyes fixed more on God to where when they look at their friends, they'll have the opportunity to know that they can still get back up. I want to tell you this, in fifth grade, in elementary school, fifth, getting ready to go to sixth grade, I won't say the name of what teacher is, just out of respect, I had a little challenge in, in mathematics. Anybody have challenge in school sometimes? You have, okay, reading, maybe reading, language arts, math, Okay. All right. This, I'm, 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 not, I'm not speaking, check this out, I'm not speaking to all of the A on row people at this moment. This is the people who struggle, okay? I had trouble with mathematics inside of school. And I remember my teacher was going inside of the room. This is a true story. Listen to this. My teacher was going inside of everyone inside of the classroom. And we were working, I still remember it vivid to this day, we were working on fractions inside of the class. And we were doing, they were doing fractions. And she went from the left side of the classroom to the right. I was sitting somewhere in the middle. And after, after everybody started to go along the road, they came by my row. And my teacher passed me up. And she, she got the other student go to go. And I, I noticed, I was like, well, maybe she just missed me. And I called her name, you know, Miss so-and-so. I said, um, I didn't get a chance to, to go up there. Uh, I want to do my fractions. <laughs> and and uh, she, she kind of just turned her head. I was like, uh, miss, miss, I didn't get a chance to go up there to, to complete and do my fractions. It's my turn <laughs> right here. And she came over there. She, she said these words. She says, you don't know what you're doing anyway. She says, you, you struggle in math. These were her words. You struggle in math. You can't get up there and, and work out this problem anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm passing you up so we can give the other students in the class an opportunity to get this done. Whew. See, see, sometimes you don't have to get knocked down by yourself. Sometimes other people will knock you down. And sometimes there's people in here right now, and I'm, I'm speaking to some of you because a reason why you're still not walking into the place of where God has called you to go to is because you have bitterness, you have unforgiveness, you have hate, you have strife, you have animosity inside of your heart, and Jesus wants you to get back up. But like me at that time, I started to get a calloused heart because I'm like, if this is my teacher, why would my teacher speak to me like that? And I started to get animosity toward other teachers in school, and that kind of hurt me very bad, but God told me, I can't allow you to allow this to stay inside of you because one day you're going to be teaching other people. And Zach, if you don't get, if you don't get back up right now, then there's going to be other people who you're not going to be helping or leading to me one day. I didn't know that after that, that God had blessed me I wanted to go into law enforcement, but he blessed me to be an educator, a teacher for seven years before I ended up coming in ministry. And it was many students' lives who I was able to touch. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had not gotten back. 
So that's my encouragement to you today. You keep your eyes fixed on God. And I want you to do these one thing. I'm getting ready to come to a conclusion. I want you to do like Romans 8.38 says. It says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present or things to come. The Bible says that neither heights nor depths nor any other creature will separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to get back up. I don't care what the enemy tries to do to me. I don't care what the enemy tries to say to me. I'm going to get back up inside of my life. Amen? Last story, and I get ready to go into conclusion. I shared this story last year when I was here for students, and this is the last story. I did an internship with the Texas Department of Public Safety when I was in, in college, an internship with DPS. You know those black and white cars that you see on the highway, pulling people over, giving them tickets, and being at accidents? How many people see those cars before? The black and white cars, state troopers? I did an internship with DPS, and when I did this internship with DPS, make a long story short, we were running radar on the side of the road. I was just an intern, like a student, watching the police officers, and there was a guy, there was a guy who came flying by. We were running radar pulling people over for speeding. And I shared this story a little bit last year, and I want to give you the continuation of it, not knowing that I was going to be back to preach here this, this year, but God knew. And a lot of people asked me what was, in, what was connected to that car, so I'm going to get a chance to share that with you even right now. But we pulled this truck over. And when we pulled this truck over, make a long story short, this gentleman was sitting in the front seat. And the, the trooper said, Zach, just chill be calm. We're going to pull this car over, and when we get ready to pull this car over, I want to let you know these, this one thing. Don't get all panicky or anything. You just stay off to the side, follow my lead, and we'll go that direction. I'm like, yes, sir. I'll follow you with a big smile. You have the gun. I don't. So we pulled this car over, and um, I remember we pulled the car over. We, he went up to the front of the thing. He says, driver's license and registration. And the gentleman's response was this. I'm sorry, sorry, this is not my truck. And I was standing right next to him, and he goes, uh, okay, all right, um, I still need your, your driver's license and your registration. Okay, sir, I'll give you my driver's license and registration. This is not my truck. <laughs> and the trooper looked at me, and then I looked at the trooper, and he was like, man, it was like kind of, he gave me that ice, and I'm like, Zach, there may be something going on here. He says, okay, sir, um, I got the understanding that this is not your truck. Can I see your driver's license and your registration? So he goes, okay, sir, here, here my driver's license registration. And then he goes, um, do you have anything in here? Do you have any hand grenades, any missile launchers? Is there anything inside of, you know, this truck? He goes, sir, I'm not sure uh, what's in here, but whatever is in here, this is not my truck. This is not my truck. And I'm like, man. Something, something really tripped out here. So he, he told me to stand off over there to the side, and he got the gentleman off the side, and he said, stand over here. And I remember he stepped up on the bed of the truck, and he put the key inside of the truck, the back of the truck, and it had one of those camper beds, you know. He lifted up the camper bed, and I'm standing right next to the gentleman on the side right there by the road. He lifted up the camper bed, and when he lifted up the camper bed, he looked into it. He stepped on the truck. He looked into there, and only thing I remember seeing, remind you, I'm standing right next to to, 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 the, to the driver there. All I remember seeing is Trooper Barina step back, jump right here, 
he grabbed his 357, he pointed his gun at both of us, and Me and the guy, I promise you, both lifted up our hands and said, this is not my truck. This is, this is not my truck. And I'm, I'm looking at it, and I still got my hand. He said, get on the ground. And the guy's not getting on the ground. I'm already on the ground. Listen, I'm already down on the ground. I'm like, man, I, I thought I'm with you. Like, I thought we were on the same team. Like, he, he, he turned everything around. He said, get on the ground. Get on. Finally, he got the guy on the ground, and I, I was just so scared. And then he said, he said, uh, sir, I told you this is not my truck. And then I, I literally looked at the police. I said, it's not his truck. It's not his truck. You know what I mean? They have me on camera literally with both of us, our hands up. They laughed about me the whole entire internship while I was there. You say, you say, what is, the purpose of, what is the purpose of this story? The purpose of this story was, was I didn't know what was in the back of that truck. But I'm going to show you a quick picture now that I never was able to share with everybody before. This is what was in the back of that truck, over 200 pounds of marijuana. Was in the back of that truck at that time, right? And I, 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 now I see why the guy kept saying, like, this is not my truck. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me during this moment. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, he says, you will bear much fruit. But Jesus says this, listen, listen. He says, apart from me, Mallory, he says these words, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do what? Apart from me, you can do So when you leave camp and you go back, the only way you're going to be able to stay connected to God, I would have been in the safe zone. I would have never had my hands up if I were closer to the trooper than I was the criminal. And you, when you leave this place, if you stay closer to God than you do all of your friends, when you fall in challenging situations, you will have the power to get back. Amen? 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 The band is coming right now, and I'm concluding. There's two disciples, one named Judas, and the other disciple by the name of Peter. And Judas was the disciple who actually sold Jesus away to be killed and crucified. Anybody remember hearing about Judas in the Bible, just a show of hands? Judas himself sold Jesus for a couple of pieces of silver. Judas said, this is what he's worth.
Sometimes you make a mistake inside of your life and it's challenging to get back up because you focus on what you you did. How many show of hands were, there's been times where you've done things you're not proud of, you are hurt, it, 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 it kind of it got you to your core and you're like, maybe I'm not good enough to be a Christian. Maybe I'm not good enough to be worthy of the precious honor of God. How many people can be sincere and honest that sometimes you've fallen and it's hard to actually get back up? You see those hands? Judas, he kept focusing on what he had did. I sold the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. But what Judas didn't realize, not only did Jesus pray for Peter, but Jesus also prayed for him. I can encourage you to get back up, but you have to have the strength and the willpower to say, I have faith and confidence in Jesus Christ to actually get back up again. And the Bible says that Judas went to a tree and he put a rope around the tree. He put the rope around his neck. stood at the end of the water and when Peter came back from out of the boat and he recognized Jesus, he jumped in the water and he ran toward Jesus. Asking Jesus for forgiveness. He said, God, I know I made a mistake. God, I know I messed up. But God, I'm right here. I've fallen and it's hard to get back up. But God, with your strength, with your power, with your help, God, I can get back up. What's the difference between Judas and Peter? between Judas and Peter is Judas kept looking at what he did but Peter kept looking at what Jesus already had done Peter already knew Jesus had done the finished work on the cross Peter already knew that even though he made a mistake he had the ability to get back up I told you I believe I was brought here on an assignment today I believe I was brought here on assignment today because somebody's sitting in that seat today. You've been beat up. Things have been going on at home before you actually got to camp. Things have been going on with some of your relationships. Things have been going on in some of your families. You've endured so much heartache and so much pain that it's been challenging to get back up. But there's a song that says, what a beautiful name it is. Hallelujah, I feel the spirit of God in this place. What a beautiful name it is. Death could not hold us. The veil torn before us. Jesus says, I died over 2,000 years ago so that you can have the ability to get, oh, thank you, Jesus, to get back up. And if you're not ashamed of the people who are around you, I want you to stand up on your feet. If you say, Zach, today, I, I, I want to get back up. I, 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 want, I want to get back up. And if you're ready to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you can even come to the front of this altar and say, I want to surrender everything that I have to Jesus, who is my king, because I believe that he has the power to help me to get back up. I'm going to say a prayer for you. And regardless of 
however you've fallen today, Jesus is here. I, please remain quiet right now. The Spirit of God is in this place. Jesus is here to literally help you. Get back up again. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you, God, for these students. I thank you, Lord God, for what you've done in this place. None of me, God, all of you. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. God, you are king of kings, God. You are lord of lords. And we can be in situations, Father, where we've fallen. You said that the righteous person, the person of Jesus, the one who's asked Christ to come into their life, they've fallen seven times, God. But you said, God, it's not in their falling. It's the fact that they make a decision to get back up. Lord, resurrect new life inside of these students today. Resurrect new life inside of these students today. The same resurrecting power that raised you from the dead is the resurrecting power that lives inside of us. Let them get back up today, God. 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 And you do the work that you only can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.